To another episode of Gooch Live brought to you by those good people at the Hockey News and, of course, Sports Illustrated and my good buddy from Paramount uh, Sports. I'm Kerry Goulet, your host, better known as a Gooch, and I've got one of my favorite. I know everybody says, Gooch, you say that about everybody, but it's not true. This is one of my favorite big guys. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit about his career, obviously, the NHL uh, All Star game, how I got to know John Scott. But before we do that, I do want to do a couple of housekeeping things just before Jordan comes out at the end of the day, at, at the end of the show. Obviously, there's a big game tonight Montreal versus those Las Vegas Golden Knights. We'll talk a little bit about that as we go through it. But I do want to let you know, Gooch Live is really, really excited to have you, obviously, on the podcast and the video podcast. And we will be changing schedule for the summer schedule and we will be letting you know all next week so we're really pumped up about that but who cares about me let's talk about one of the greatest ambassadors for the sport he has been to australia with the gooch look at that face that face would scare anybody ladies and gentlemen the little big guy john scott the gooch thanks for having me carrie very excited to be here very excited Now, I've got the green screen going on. You can see that little, I'm going to ch- fix that up a little bit, but because you're on, it's kind of shaky, right? It's a little bit nervous of having such a uh, distinguished guest, let's call it that. And I'll tell you what, but people don't know you. When you first look at you, you're thinking, oh my God, this is a big angry bear. But once you get to know him, that bear hug, there isn't a better one on the planet. And you're always smiling. You're always, even when things don't look good, you make it look good. And I want to tell you, the first time I got to know John Scott was I didn't even physically meet you. I was up in the crowd with a guy from New Zealand, uh, Craig Douglas. We were planning on bringing the Ice Hockey Classic over to uh, Australia. And I brought him to a Toronto... I think it was Buffalo, Toronto Buffalo game. Yep. And it was an exhibition game. And it was supposed to be just one of those things for him to kind of get uh, that, you know, a look at how it's going to work. And, you know, we were going to have the goaltenders, you know, some big name goaltenders coming along with us. And then all of a sudden, Johnny Scott decides to dance with Phil Kessel. Walk us through that because the the things that happened after that were just as exciting. Yeah, it was a preseason game, like you said. So I was, you know, trying to feel out Toronto. They had a tough team. And in the preseason, you you kind of set the tone for the whole season. You you build your reputation. You build how your team's going to play throughout the season. So, you know, there was some tough guys Toronto dressed. And Buffalo, I had just myself and a there was a, a defenseman who was fairly tough, but not, you know, anywhere near a heavyweight level. And Toronto dressed a few heavyweights. And I, and I told them before the game, I said, Hey guys, like if you, if you want to fight, you know, you know where to find me, uh, I'll be happy to oblige. So the game goes on. We scored my line and then we're lining up for the face off at the center. I start, obviously after you score. And I, I look across the wing from me and there's Corey Trop and, um, I think his name is Jamie Devane. He's he's like he's they're, they're chatting. I'm like, oh no, here we go. And they drop the gloves, and Jamie Devane just beats the tar out of Corey Trop, my guy. And the height disadvantage was about a foot because Jamie Devane's f- six foot six, I want to say, and Tropper's like five five eight. 
you know, tops. So Devane beats him up. I'm absolutely fuming while this is happening. I'm losing my mind. They, they get Chopper off the ice, broken jaw, the whole deal, concussion, everything. I'm losing my mind. I go over to Toronto's bench. They have Randy Carlisle as the coach at the time, and I'm just ripping into him. I'm like, Carlisle, you piece of garbage. Like, just giving him everything I know. And basically, well, I cooled down and I said, Randy, whoever you put out next, I'm going to I'm gonna beat the doors off. So put out someone and we'll just get it done with. And I go and line up and he gives me a little smirk and he sends out their first line, which was Phil Kessel and I think it was Bozak and I think it was somebody else. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching Phil amble over. I'm like, what do I do? Like, I, I've already told him, I've shown him my cards. Am I going to, you know, just full? Like, what I, he's, he's calling my bluff. So I skate over to my centerman, who was Mike Zigamanis. And I go, Ziggy, I'm going to jump Phil heads up. Um, they might get a little hairy. So Phil lines up next to me, and I look at Phil. And I said, Phil, I'm sorry. I have to jump you. And he looks over, and he's like, what? And at that point, the puck dropped, and I drop my gloves and I tried to grab him. I think everyone's seen the video. I'm, I'm reaching for him and he's just hacksaw Jim Duggan away and a melee ensued. The goalies fought. The defenseman fought. Phil gets a bunch of suspension. Clarkson jumps off the bench. There he is there. He jumps off the bench. Get this. So he wasn't on the ice. He comes off and he skates right towards me. I'm like, here we go. I'm finally going to have a fight. Phil's back and I'm going to beat David Clarkson up. This is going to be great. <laughs> and he just grabs me and he goes, what are you doing? I'm like, are we fighting? I don't know what's happening. And then the, the refs jumped in right after that. And so it was kind of an anticlimactic for me anyways, because I didn't get the punch. I punched one guy in the neck. That was fun. And then everybody, I just got piled on by like 10 guys. So it was kind of a, I didn't do anything. And then well, I, and and what solidified the whole thing for my buddy in New Zealand, he didn't know what ice hockey was all about. He had flown over here. He had seen a game in a bar in a little town called Lincoln, New, New Zealand, and he saw a fight breakout. So he said, hey, Gooch, when we go to this exhibition game, do you think there'll be a little bit of a Donnybrook? I said, no, 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 exhibition games, you know, they're all trying to find their, their spot on the team, and certain guys are, you know, they're not going to do anything. It'll be kind of fun. You'll see how good these guys are. And then after it was all said and done, the two goalies, I can't I remember who they were were having the Donnie but and there were good it was a good fight and there was, was some Miller blood Ryan Miller and Jonathan Bernier that's right and there was a little bit of blood he turns to me and said Gooch did you plan this so what are you talking <laughs> about seriously this big goof he called you a goof because he didn't know any better John Scott takes on that little guy who's about the same size as me and then the two goalies go at it this is fantastic get Johnny Scott get the two goalies that's going to be the headline we won't even start the game we'll do exactly what they did so I thought it was kind of fun and it certainly I got to tell you it paved the way for Greg Craig Campbell to say uh, or Greg Douglas sorry to continue on doing our events so you are one of the biggest reasons why the ice hockey classic is still going you mentioned the preseason. I don't think I would have done a regular season. That's the thing. Everyone's always like, you're an animal. I'm like, it was preseason, and no one really cares about the preseason. So you just you, you go for it. It was one of those things where yeah. I was like, I'm just going to do it. Who cares? Like, it's, it's preseason. But it's funny. I talked yeah. to Brandon Shanahan after that because he was the player safety guy. And he called me for whatever reason. He's like, John, I really want to suspend you. And I was like, eh, what? And this was our conversation. He goes, I'm trying to suspend you. I don't know how I can because you technically didn't do anything. But I'm just warning you that I wanted to suspend you. And 
you know, you're, you're on my radar. And so that season I ended up getting suspended, I think, two or three different times for like 15 games. And so Shani had it out for me ever ever since that incident with Phil. So not a fan of Shani. Yeah. Hey, listen, Rob Shrimp is watching. He's just texting me saying, Gooch, when is the Australian tour? Uh, what's it all about? And can I play on the same line as Johnny Scott? <laughs> Robbie, <laughs> no. I love you. Okay, it's here we go. for me. Absolutely not. Well, Okay, so I'm going to show a picture. Before we show this picture, uh, I will just only say what you did in that uh, that exhibition game uh, was not expected for, from my standpoint. I was just saying, you know what, they're going to become, but you did certainly sell it and you sold it well. I sent you the 100 bucks for it. Look at Johnny Scott. It's just having beautiful. fun. Just having, having a good time. <laughs> and, and that's you in Australia. That's who I knew. But what I knew more about it was the fact that you were an enforcer, as they call it, for eight years in the National Hockey League. At the end of the season, I'm going to let you explain it. Uh, you or not during the season, you got elected to go to the NHL All Star Game, and I think you probably get tired of talking about it the odd time. But you ended up being the captain, and of course, your buddy, uh, who ended up being my buddy, who convinced me to bring Johnny Scott to it, which was there was not much convincing needed to be done. Was a guy named he had a kind of a crazy beard. What was his name? Um, Oh, that Brent Byrne guys. He says, you got to bring him. We're going to do it together. So, Johnny, I get to see you win the MVP in that uh, in the NHL All-Star game. And everybody said, oh, he's just a tough guy. He's the tough. You're actually a really good hockey player. So I don't know where everybody's just thinking you were just tough. There's no question you have lots of penalty minutes. But you also can dangle. You can, you can beat up a puck better than well, a lot of guys do. No. It's no. very kind, very kind Stop of you to it. say so. I, uh, I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm an NHL player, but I, out of all the 700 players, I, I'm definitely bottom, bottom. Th- 10 as far as skills go the nhl is just really 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 good like it's an incredibly good league it's the best in the world so the fact that i was able to hang around for 10 years was just i don't know how i did it but it, it was fun and i i think people are surprised when you just play pickup hockey or men's league like this guy's gonna suck um uh, you know and then you go out there and you you can pick corners you you know you can make good passes but it's just everybody in the nhl is good and i think yeah like you said i go to australia and it's it's a good tour and the players are good. I, I just think they expected me to be just this, you know, guy who couldn't. I don't understand why people think that. It's like I practice with these NHL guys my whole life, yeah. and I'm gonna pick something up. You know, I, I'll, I'll get a couple tricks in my in my bag of arsenal there. So I don't. Know. It, it's I, nice to kind of prove people wrong or surprise people. I think. Well, you certainly did. Here's one, and John could go back right now and be the first line with the Savers. We won't touch that one. We'll well, we're gonna trade for- Jack Eichel. So once they get rid of Eichel. Uh, <laughs> can do better are than you, Jeff Skinner. I'll, I'll take a quarter of his contract. I'll score more are goals. Are you available? This year. Are you available? Yeah. <laughs> I got lots of time. I got to get away from these. I don't want to get away from the kids, but I could use a vacation. Just All right. Well, we're, we're planning that. July 2022, John Scott, I hope, will be on in the roster as long as we can, you know, deal with your agent and get that all set up. Listen, I wanted to go to, obviously, after the All-Star game. We all know the, the kerfuffle and everybody's saying, but honestly, you, you, you not only proved yourself. I know people like, you know, here here's a picture of it. This explains it all. The guys loved you. Look at that. I don't even know how they got you up on well, look at uh, Brent's using actually only one arm. Um, you're no small guy. You're like, what, six foot eight, 220 pounds? Uh, probably f- add 50 pounds to that, 270. <laughs> so, yeah, you're you cut. know, 
and there was four guys picking me up, and they're they they work out, Gooch. It's not like I'm a this fat clown who can't you know no one can lift. They, 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 Nobody's they suggesting that. And listen, obviously I've hung with uh, Bernsey. You know he's a little bit crazy. I don't know if oh, we can say spastic, that on air. Yeah, yeah, he is spastic. Uh, but your career was you know you had you played 286 games in the National Hockey League. There are guys like Wayne Kelly who comes on our show often. He, part of the bottom line, he had 57 minutes, and he always says. Gooch, that's 57 minutes more than I ever got to, which is true. When you play 286 minutes, regardless of the reasoning, you are a talented player. You could play. You showed that in Australia. You've got to watch to prove it. You were a player of the game over there, too. You were an ambassador. You were a captain. You did everything we asked for. Plus, you had your family over. Daniela, you did. You're a great family guy. You're a great husband. Listen, you're just an all-around great dude. And I Keep can't going. thank you enough. No, I can't thank you enough because I'm reading in this book, it's called A Guy oh. Like Me Fighting to Make the Cut. And you certainly made it. I'm going to go to page 209. Oh. And it says, I got to go. Burns, he's got me to go to this trip. And it was called the Wayne Gretzky Ice Hockey Classic. And uh, so he put me in touch with this guy who was running the tour, an energetic guy named Kerry Goulet. And we called him Gooch. And I ran it by Danielle. And she said, okay, it was nuts to take four kids there but loved it and their part they were part of the zoo now it was a zoo trip and you were absolutely amazing and I know when you got off uh, and you walked up to me we kind of lost you a little bit it was a lot of misinformation and all of a sudden you walked in and you said Mr. Gretzky how are you and I said, no, no, that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to say what was cool about it is you just went by and just whatever happened, happened. You had a smile on the face and you entertained. And one of the quotes that came from Aaron Kuzak, who was part of the tour, we've had some guys that were a little bit tough to deal with. You were easygoing. There was no issues. You just let things happen. You went on the ice. You played hard. There's no question. Tell us about, you know, that whole time frame, because you you had that little kerfuffle with the Montreal Canadiens and you sent down, sent up, all that stuff. Then you play in the All-Star game where people are saying you shouldn't have been there. You proved why you should have been there. I think it was one of the biggest moments in the All-Star uh, history because it just showed you the All-Star game is not just about your talent. It's about your on-ice personality, your off-ice personality, and you showed that in Australia. Talk to us about that whole kind of month or almost two months of hecticness. Yeah, it was, and, and we had two kids right after the All-Star game, which made it even more kind of just insane. That whole time my wife was pregnant with, like I said, twins, and she was ready to burst, and it was just really stressful. It's like I'm dealing with this stupid all-star thing and then I'm dealing with my wife back home and we were renovating our house at the time and I was just like all this stuff happening and then we had the opportunity through Ben Burns via you to go to Australia and it was almost like a, a chance to just check out go and just go to Australia enjoy it I've never would ever go there and I had the chance to go with my family and my my mother-in-law you were kind enough to fly over too to kind of act as a babysitter for us and it was just an unbelievable just chance for us to check out and go and have some fun in Australia and, and the trip exceeded all expectations you know we, we were traveling with four kids under the age of four I think our oldest was four years old at the time and people always look at us like you're absolutely crazy or you traveled across the, the world with twins who were like seven months old and a two-year-old and a four-year-old and we, we we did it and it was yeah. great we had to see all this you know great countryside and play good hockey honestly we, we played some good hockeys in the cities Absolutely. that we went to and we met a lot of great people and it was just uh 
it was a really fun trip and to get good friends like you and Tony out of it, we were still really close and it was just a good chance to, to go and do something different. And the all-star game was so stressful and just all that stuff that goes into it with Montreal and St. John's and that, you know, debacle and to be able to go to Australia, play a game, go out, have some beers, have a nice dinner, jump on a plane, do it again in another city a couple of days later. It was just awesome. It, it really was just, it was fun. That's all it was. Okay. It was a fun time. So just as we go into the NHL segment, I want to ask you some questions about what you think of the playoffs right now. Some of the things that you take away from Australia, did you get a chance to eat Vegemite? Did not eat Vegemite. I ate kangaroo, though, and crocodile, so that was fun. That's right. We were together, actually. It was called the Australian Surf and Turf. Uh, Did you kiss a koala? Did you get a chance to get up close and personal with one of those things? It was just that guy with the beard. What was his name? I kissed him. Barry. Barry Chase. 100%. Hey, but also, uh, you know, when Brent came over, it was a big deal because they loved reptiles and spiders and snakes and all that sort of stuff. So they took him to Earl, uh, Irwin Zoo, you know, that guy that uh, was the uh, fought cow. Crocodile. 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 That's it. And Brent actually was put into an area where there were crocodiles. Did you have any fun like that? Like an alligator, a crocodile, or what was the one thing that you took home? kangaroos we went on like a little trip somewhere and then all of a sudden there was like a hundred kangaroos jumping around it was great we got the kids out they came hopping up and stuff and it was it was a lot of fun you saw all these animals we didn't i'm not a big crocodile guy i don't want to see snakes i no thanks i'll leave that to brent like i've gone to his house a few times i'm just like you're insane he's got lizards and all that kind of stupid stuff so i didn't want to see that i was happy with a kangaroo and that was about it and a koala bear you know that's that's my photo yeah, Brad Ray took us from Zante Footsteps to Winery. He took us out. He did yeah. a whistle, and then all of a sudden, three million wallabies, I think they were called, these little things jumping at us. Uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, uh, obviously, Brent Burns now. You know, he has a, a, an African safari uh, in Texas. I saw Nick Lizarco was just actually with Brent. Brent's invited me down, but I've seen some of those animals on the wall. I just don't want to end up him making a mistake and putting me on his wall. Talk to us about the NHL now obviously when you played and now it's not that long ago but now obviously we won't get into the Tom Wilson thing but you know how you would have been suspended for some you know we saw that it's really changed a little bit there's really a lot of confusion and these playoffs have been great but I do want to ask you uh, because I've got you on you do a tremendous uh, 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 podcast called Dropping the Gloves I listen to it you get some great guests on there Uh, we're honored to have you on I just want to ask you this question do you find that there's a lot of liberties being taken now. There's a lot of cross-checking from behind. And I'm not I'm not trying to discourage anybody to not to watch the NHL. I love it. It's been a lifesaver. I watch every single game. I'm throwing things at the TV since my Winnipeg Jets got thrashed by the Montreal Canadiens. I love it. But I'm just watching these things play out. You know, there was a penalty the other night. We could complain about referees all day long. But there was, you know, the bump in the, uh, um, uh, uh, in the Saint, uh, sorry, Tampa Bay game. Kurt well, gets yeah. a little bump. And they call a two-minute penalty. And then I'm watching guys getting literally thrashed from behind the boards. Are you concerned about th- that part of the game right now? Well, I don't know if it's a concern. I just think it's it's a, a cause and effect kind of thing. You wanted to get rid of fighting. You wanted to get rid of that sort of game. And this is what you get when you, when you take fighting out of the game. You know, myself and other tough guys, we've talked about it for a long time where people think of us as just, uh, you know, a... a, a a, a, a barbaric thing where it's like you serve no purpose but we kept it pretty clean out there 
and you, you didn't see as much, you know, kind of stick work or cross checks or, or hounding of the star players, the face washes after the whistle, this sort of thing, the Tom Wilson thing with the Panera, that wouldn't have happened. And this is the stuff you get when you, when you eliminate that fear factor. And this, you know, this won't go away until you introduce fighting back into the game. I guarantee you, like in the Vegas Golden Knights game, they have Ryan Reeves. Very rare do you see a team take liberties with Stone or Marcia Stowe or Patch Gray just because they know Revo is going to come there and, you know, clean your clock. So it's just that's what happens. You know, you, you take the fear factor away from all these little pests. And I, pests is not in a, in a bad way. Like, that's their job. I was a, I was a fighter. I, I wasn't, you know, good enough to be a goal scorer. Everybody has their role, and a pest has a, a certain place in the game. But sometimes pests go too far, and they end up hurting people, and, you know, it takes away from the skill of the game. And I think – and I don't want to see it go back to where it was, where, like, the fighters were just – there was no purpose to a fight. It just – you know, they were doing it just to fight. I think there's, yeah. there's a happy medium for everything. But I don't like it. I think it takes away from the game, and someone is going to get hurt. Like, a couple of years ago, Conor McDavid got taken down from behind, broke his – whatever leg or something he was out for darn near half the season so it's just uh i don't know it's what you get when you take that part of the game away hey listen obviously you've got a great uh, podcast johnny scott uh, dropping uh, the gloves here it is a great logo i really love it uh, you get tremendous guests on you're close to the pulse of the nhl i gotta ask you obviously are you happy with the playoffs right now obviously the four contending teams you know the islanders tampa bay last night at 2-1 you know that's a, those both are very good ones supposedly a, a, a defensive specialist team with barry trotz but i love barzell what he's doing of course kucherov and and uh, our buddy Stamkos. Are you excited about what's going on in the NHL right now as far as the level of play uh, under the COVID uh, protocols we've got? Well, yeah, it's uh, it's the most skill we've ever seen in the NHL. And you mentioned Robbie Schrempf. That guy, he he could fit in in today's game perfectly because it's, it's incredible the amount of skill that these players have. And it's fun to watch. And I, I love watching the games. And you mentioned the Islanders-Tampa Bay game. Everybody these Islanders are, are, you know, all defense. And yes, they're very structurally sound. I think they are leading the NHL in goals for in the playoffs the last time I checked. So they're like, they, they got some talent. They're a good team. I think they'll come back and win this series. That's that's what I hope. I, I just like this team. I, Tampa's good. Don't get me wrong. They're a juggernaut. And I know people are harping on their 18 million bucks over the salary cap. They're cheating. It's like, no, they're not cheating. They're just going to, they played within the rules and they made things work. I, if any other team had a GM as smart as Breezeball Woods, well, it you know they wouldn't be complaining but they just you know i'm sure they'll make a rule where they can't do that you know years coming up but boy oh boy can i ask you as you're as you're on that sorry to interrupt you because i think it's important because i've had this question i'm not that close to it so i don't understand all the cap stuff and that do you think it's fair like should they should they close that off so that like a team like winnipeg or or you know of course carolina was complaining about it should they find a way of maybe making the playing field a little bit fair in the playoffs well, I think so. I, I think, well, especially in this circumstance, we've never seen this happen where um, a legitimate MVP has been out the whole season. And he comes back to the playoffs and just tear, like he is leading the league in playoffs like by eight points. So he, yeah, he's, he's crazy. definitely making a difference. And the, the same thing goes for Stamkos where he wasn't on their roster at the end of the season and they were able to add Savard and a couple other pieces at the trade deadline. So I think they will put something in play maybe where you have to, if you were on the NHL roster, you got to play a certain amount of games, play in the playoffs maybe. I, I don't know what they can do but it it does look unfair when you watch the games like Tampa how do they 
assemble this team and it's like well okay they they have over a hundred million dollars tied up in salary and the other team only has 80 so it's like uh maybe it is a little unfair but you know they're doing it by the rule book this year and i think they will figure out a way because teams will do it now team teams will take advantage of it now they figure out this little loophole they'll sign star players and they'll be like oh you got to you know a sore shoulder why don't you sit out the rest of the season we'll bring you back for playoffs and we'll get a couple studs at the trade deadline we'll be good to go come playoffs like i bet you this will happen so the league will shut down this loophole hopefully i think they should Okay. Hey, listen, we're going to move to, uh, obviously, uh, the Montreal Canadian game tonight uh, going into Las Vegas. Here's a question mark that's coming from Charlene. Thank you for joining us. Ducharme now apparently has COVID. Last year, Julian had a heart attack. Playoff hockey is hard on coaches. I wonder who is going to be coaching tonight. I vote that Bergevin is in that red suit. He almost looks like Santa Claus. He had a green one on the other night. Just take the red pants and put it on a green shirt. Give him a nose and, uh, and a white beard. Talk to us because you've been there. You've been this close to the ground. How is that for a player? Obviously, you're in a dramatic series. They came back. You know, Carey Price is Carey Price. He's he's a magician when you think about it. They're in this series. They're going to play tonight in Montreal. 3,500 fans are going to join them. I didn't see any effect of that 15,000 crazy fans in Las Vegas against this team. Is that because of the coaching? Is it because of Ducharme being able to bring settle down, boys, and all that veteran talent? Settle down, boys. They're going to be loud. You know what's coming. Let's get out of the shoot. And they played well in the first period in that first game as if, who cares? I don't care. You guys think we're not going to win anyways? We're going to show you. No, I think they love the fans. Like any any kind of fans at this point is – you know, good for them. They were probably jacked up to go to play in front of those fans. And they, you saw it. They came out fine. I thought Montreal was just going to get walked over four straight. And they've completely, you know, turned the tables on me and making me rethink how good this North Division actually was. So, I, you know, I, I don't know if the fans will make a big difference. I don't think the coach being gone will make a big difference. At this point, everybody knows the systems. Everybody knows what to do at a certain point. And if you can't get up or get excited or play your play the game the right way in game three of the semifinals with a chance to go to the cup finals there's something wrong with you they, they have better guys in their roster they are Corey perry they got shea weber they have guys who will be able to figure stuff out they you know the coaches do very little at this point maybe they'll drop a play and you know if they're down a goal at, at this point they they know what to do the coach just kind of sits there and rolls the lines and maybe match does a couple things matchup wise but i don't think it'll be a big deal at all Hey, listen, John, one day I'd love to get you back and, and go into, obviously we're in Toronto, you know the whole tri- Toronto fiasco, what's going on over here, so if you wouldn't mind, maybe one day we get you on and just talk about that, because people here in Toronto are leaf crazy, and you know, burning, they're burning jet- jerseys all over the place, and I'm thinking, hang on, you just paid two forty nine for that thing, send it to me, I'll wear it, I, I can wear it to bed, I can give it to my wife to wear for bed, it's lingerie, for God's sakes. Um, I want to wrap it up like this. Uh, obviously, having you on and you're close, again, to the NHL players, you talk to a lot of them. Um, your feeling right now with the way that Montreal has come out of the shoot, you know, it's 1-1, everybody kind of wrote them off. The North is so much weaker than, you know, the South and all that sort of stuff. I'm sure you heard that. The Montreal Canadiens, are they a team of destiny? And I mean that because all of a sudden... People have said this, that, you know, they've only got four defensemen and they're going to get beat up. And Carey Price is, you know, at the beginning of this, uh, the start of the playoffs, broke his stick because he didn't have any confidence. You know, everybody's got an opinion. I don't believe they're a team of destiny. I believe they're a team that has come together with youth and veterans and they bought into a system. Ducharme has done a great job of being able to say, guys, the only way we're going to win and beat 
teams that are supposedly better than us is if we play as a team. Love to hear your perspective on the Montreal Canadiens and what they're doing in these playoffs. Yeah, I think you nailed it on the last point where the, the youth and the veterans have kind of gelled and they're just playing well. I think the players they've drafted the last few years have, have stepped up and they played well. Getting Suzuki in that trade, he's he's been dynamite. I think he adds a lot to that team. And that their fourth line is just, they get production from every line. I like Joel Armia. I like Corey Perry. I like what they do. So it's just a matter of they play a consistent brand of hockey. And it doesn't hurt to have the best goalie in the world, you know, between the pipes. You, you play with confidence. You're not worried about making a mistake. You know he's going to bail you out if he needs to. And he's made some highlight reel saves this series versus Vegas. So they are a good team. They, they're, they're good from top to bottom. Their defense is strong. What I like about their defense is they're just like men. You know, they they clear the front of the net. They don't take any guff like Shea Weber. He's a big boy. They had Petrie's not small. Chariot's not small. They have, you know, some size back there. And I think that helps them. So I, I don't think they'll beat Vegas. Uh, I was one of those guys who thought the North Division was garbage. I, I don't think it compares to other divisions. Uh, I'm pleasantly surprised with how Montreal's doing. I got waxed poetically because I thought they were just going to get blown out by Vegas and people are just all over me. But it is what it is. They're, they're proving their doubters wrong. And they love that. You know, they, they've been the underdog in every single series they played in. Now they're massive underdogs. They're going home. They're probably all jacked up. And I'm excited to see what happens. I hope they can win. Imagine them in the finals. That'd be that'd be unbelievable. Listen, I had to, uh, Francois Landerville, our uh, Montreal correspondent, I had to give him a baguette, a bottle of wine, and a package of smokes because they waxed my Winnipeg Jets. So I'm with you. It's just unbelievable that we've gone down a path of watching the Montreal Canadiens do what they're doing. And, of course, I, I hope they do well. John Scott, you are a family man. Here's an incredible picture of you and the kids and Daniela. I know you've got more additions to it all. How do you do it all? I know you work. You've got this great... Uh, uh, obviously podcast it's pretty difficult uh you know just i'm 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 alone with my wife and i'm struggling <laughs> how do you do it tell us how you do it um she helps out a lot obviously my beautiful wife she she takes most of the load and just watches the kids i i work engineering now you know it, it's just kind of my life's completely changed from my hockey days i'm a normal joe joe schmo but you know you just try to make it work gooch you know how it is you're you're busy every time i talk to you you're like on the run seems like you just got done with a marathon you're out of breath like just i can barely hear you but it's uh you make it work you know well, that's my that was my asthma attack. It had nothing to do with me. I put on a few pounds. So, and listen, Johnny, as, as we let you go, thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you've done. There will be a contract uh, in the mail. I know that I always say one of my favorites, you are, buddy. I, I love following you. I love everything that you do. And I'm really proud to be able to say, and I got it. It's in the book. Please make sure you get a copy. If you don't want to read about Johnny Scott, go to 209, read about the Gooch. John Scott, you are a legend and always will be. We are so uh, impressed. Thank, Thank you. you Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having Thank me on. You. Cheers, buddy. Bye. John Scott. Wow. Uh, fortunate to have him on. Listen, we're going over just a couple of minutes. I'm bringing Jordan up because there is some breaking, I would say, interesting news. I won't say it's breaking news. Uh, Jordan, I know that you're you're watching this very closely. Uh, there's something going on with Eichel. And if it happens, I will be the first guy calling John Scott to see if they've offered him a contract to come in and maybe take over that spot. Is there any truth to what's going on out there? Yeah. So Darren Drager actually reported today that apparently 
he pretty much just said, grab your popcorn because it's, it's going to happen. Um, he said probably within the next few weeks. Uh, it probably won't be the, the, this week, but it's definitely something to look out for because, I mean, this, this could be huge. Well, and of course, uh, you being a uh, New York Ranger, you already got uh, Gallant as a coach. A guy like Ike would fit in really nicely there. And that coaching move could be very... Also, Brendan Moore, not a bad coach for a guy yeah. like Eichel to get him back onto, you know, where he should be. Uh, any rumors in New York still? Um, I, I think it's, it's kind of died down a little bit. I, I just think the Sabres right now, they're asking prices quite a bit. So I think they're looking at like two or three draft picks, uh, another prospect or two on top of that. So, I mean, it, it's it's a, it's a lot to give up for Jack Eichel with a $10 million cap hit and with the neck injury. You, you don't really know how that's going to play out so i think a lot of teams are going to play it safe for the next uh, little bit okay what, what about uh, what about this then uh rick tockett has uh, his third meeting scheduled for the the kraken the seattle kraken yeah so uh talk was was let go this summer from the arizona coyotes uh he had a few good years there nothing 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 like a stanley cup or anything but you know they they they, they, they some teams have run for their money but now moving to seattle uh this could be big for them um I mean, talking uh, was really well liked in arizona from top to bottom um so i, I think that the uh, talk would be a really good piece for that seattle team to kind of find their identity well, speaking of coaching, of course, Brendan Moore won Coach of the Year, which is uh, honors that he deserved, no question. The other two were fantastic. Dominic Ducharme, as we've learned tonight, is in isolation due to irregularities irregularities uh, in the COVID testing. Uh, do you think that's going to affect tonight? Could it even spark the board? Because they seem like a team that's already got the glue together. And Corey Perry, who's been this veteran, leading by example, that could be a big thing for them too, is that they know they got got to, you know, rise to the occasion. There's going to be 3,500, uh, you know, screaming fans. Yeah, so, the, yeah, the Rays went through a similar situation earlier uh, in the year where uh, David Quinn and essentially the whole coaching staff uh, tested positive for COVID. Uh, and the team, they, they rose to the occasion. They, they looked better than they did with, the, with them, essentially. I mean, uh, it, I, sometimes it just gives the team extra fuel. You know, the, the coach can't be there, and they, they know he's obviously gutted for that. Like, he, like, he, like he's probably out beside himself. But uh, the, the, the team wants to win for them, and I, I think this could give Montreal another little boost, even with the 3,500 home fans this time. Well, and don't forget last year, the Julian having a heart attack also. It just seems this team is dealing with more than just playing the game, which you'll, uh, we'll see tonight. We're really excited about it. Uh, just before we shut it down, Brandon Point, is he arguably the best goal scorer in the National Hockey League right now in, in obviously these playoffs 11 playoff goals in 14 games 65 uh, career playoff points in 58 games uh, the kid just knows when to show up and when to score that one last night on you know laying down thought he was gonna get a pillow and go to sleep but you know he beats uh, he beats obviously uh, Varlamov and obviously we see the end result yeah, and he, he I, it's not a secret anymore that Brandon Point's a really good player. I mean, I think he's he's probably a top two, most like really important piece in that Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, maybe after Hedman, especially in the playoffs. I mean, just go, being able being able to go over a, a point per game your whole playoff career is just insane. Uh, it, it's 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 crazy to think about, it. and he's young too, so he's, he's going to have a lot more playoff games. He's going to have a lot more experience. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a huge threat in, in the NHL for a long time to come. 
Hey, Craig, uh, thank you for showing back up. We love you and miss you. Kane back to Buffalo. Uh, which Kane are you talking about? Uh, that would be a dream, of course. Islanders got this. Let's go Islanders all the way from Argentina. Cool. All right, final point to you. Uh, no love for Kirchner. Kucherov? No, of course not. Hey, listen, uh, the NHL have come out. Obviously, tonight they're going to GM of the year. Who do you think? I'm, I'm picking Bergevin. Um, I, 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 it might be a little, a little off the board, but Bill Zito uh, with, with Florida, he, he's done a lot this year, so... You, go either way. you don't hear his you don't hear his name often. Listen, players have come out and said, would the players like to see series style schedule moving forward? Sixty-six percent said yes. And then they said, would players like to see the same divisions carry over? Sixty-eight percent said no. No. Well, we'll be watching for that. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that tomorrow. Jordan, always a pleasure. It was fantastic. Thank you for helping me with Johnny Scott. What a great guy. And I know that's how you got to know Johnny Scott for the first time watching that game against Kessel. And Kessel did have he, – if you would have had chopsticks he, he, out there, he would have been – Oh, yeah. He, 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 he was working out in the backyard with that. <laughs> he was making a salad. All right, buddy. Jordan, thank you so much for being a part of today's show. I thought it was fantastic. Johnny Scott dropping the gloves, and he did that very well. Hey, don't forget that we are changing schedule. We'll let you know more about it over the next couple of days. What's really exciting is you can go to Facebook, where you are right now, or you can go to YouTube. Now we're podcasts. Please check out the local podcast sections that you use to find us, Gooch Live, and, of course, the Tick and the Talk and the Tweet and the Twitch. We're really excited about doing that. Listen, you've been here watching us. Brought to you by the good people at the Hockey News, Sports Illustrated, Paramount Sports. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Montreal versus those Golden Knights. I'm picking the Montreal Canadiens to win tonight. I know it's a long shot, but I think they're going to rise to the occasion. And they're going to be up 2-1 by the time the game ends. Thank you for joining us. We will see you tomorrow. You've been listening to Gooch Live with your host, Kerry Goulet, better known as The Gooch, brought to you by the Hockey News and Sports Illustrated.